and we're back. And thank y'all for tuning in here. It's another episode of Black Friday where these opinions are not for sale. Uh, and we got Chris, we got Omar, and we got Sonny. And it's uh, been a good week, man. Did a quick turnaround here. We're back again within you know a week or so, but you know, still a lot happening. Been uh, pretty busy, but oh, you know. Tons of stuff going on. One of the first things that we noticed here was that the Senate had reached a deal and passed the infrastructure bill. And I'm deeply worried about this. And you know why? I'm be honest why I'm deeply worried. Because when I hear bipartisan support, I get very, very worried. Because it sounds like everybody wants to spend my money and screw me over. Because <laughs> that's you know, what bipartisan support means. We both agree that we're both going to take your money and spend it on nonsense that you don't care about. So that, that's what I normally hear when I think of the bipartisan support in the Senate on something. Uh, what do you guys think about the infrastructure bill? It's crazy, man. They didn't even get time to read that thing. No, I mean, 3,000 pages, you know, and they pass it before midnight. You, you got three hours to read it, <laughs> you know. And any bill like that, that's, that is uh, anti-American, anti-democracy. You, you don't have the chance to really vote on what the issues are in the bill or to support or deny it. Uh, it it's just oh, it's disgusting. I can't say how much I hate it enough. That should actually even be illegal, like to have that where people can literally give you a bill and you have to pass it in a certain amount of time and not even get to read through it. Like, that's just crazy. And then because, it, I mean, it affects us. And then what was in there, the poll tax? Is that what it's called, right? The vehicle start, mileage. Vehicle mileage, yeah. And, and now there's, <laughs> I mean, that's in there and you're voting on something. You don't even know what's in there. Like, this is crazy. That's unfathomable. Um, I, I also want, I, of course, the bill is 3,000 pages. So nobody's read it. If, and if you're reading it, you really don't have a life at, like at all. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think there might be something about uh, a supersonic train out in California and things like that. There was so much in that bill that is garbage. Yes, we needed an infrastructure bill because America needs to invest in that. It creates jobs, um, for one, and it, it boosts that it boosts the economy. We needed an uh, an infrastructure bill. I was about to say immigration. We need that too. Um, but we needed an infrastructure bill, but this one was not a good one at all. And and the 19 people, one of whom is one of my senators, Roger Wicker, who um, I used to have a lot of respect for. He's lost a good bit of respect from me for this bill. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about it, man. Honestly, Republicans that are voting on these trillion dollar bills, it, that is anti limited government and small government. And if that's exactly. what you're really uh, about, if you're about uh, limiting the government and the government's power and you vote for these bills, you aren't. It's just simple as that. That is principled, state principle. I'm so sick of these politicians one day saying, like, I'm here for the people. And then I'm also going to expand my power the next by voting on a bill that costs a trillion dollars. And now Democrats are talking about we need another infrastructure bill immediately after it. I, I think the number was they want a $3.5 trillion <laughs> a 3.5 trillion dollar uh infrastructure bill i mean how 
deep are we gonna go into debt like for the for everything i mean it, this country is running on fumes we cannot continue to operate in a deficit we need a budget uh, we need the budget to be balanced that's what we need we cannot operate in a deficit let's start running this country more like it's uh like a business than like uh you can just tax people more and the money will keep on coming I, I mean, it's, it was 2,700 pages, just shy of 3,000 pages. If somebody puts that on my desk and me as a good faith and person that believes in morality and right and wrong knows that I cannot read this within 3,000 pages and cannot like you know, communicate this to my constituents and read what benefits my constituents in this bill, I would not pass it. That's, that's, I, I don't understand how crazy that is to sound, but I, that's not how DC works. And that's just, that's bad. That's bad. The fact that your constituents go out the window and they throw it on your desk and you say, okay, go ahead and pass the bill through. And, uh, and the thing about this too, is that the, the leading Democrats have vowed that this infrastructure bill is not even going to become law unless it's paired with another three and a half trillion dollar package that's passed on party lines known as reconciliation. And now, <laughs> now the goals here for reconciliation, they have a great wish list. They want a generational welfare expansion. They want, uh, Tax hikes, you know, a great way to kill more jobs. Uh, an aggressive climate agenda, another way to kill jobs and just tax the crap out of Americans. And they want to give amnesty to millions of illegal immigrants. Uh, that's a way to never win another election as long as we live. We will never Nobody win ever. We go ahead and do that. We will never win again. And Lindsey Graham concedes on this crap the whole time. He's a loser. One of the worst people I've ever seen. Weak Republicans are worse than terrible Democrats. I say it every day. Spineless people that just let everything happen to them are no good absolutely no good this is what they want this is their agenda this is what's going to happen but you got 19 republicans saying yeah you know what yeah, we're just going to go ahead and you know it's a bipartisan deal like and that's one thing don't be disillusioned by the idea of bipartisanship as a good thing just like diversity same thing bipartisanship diversity it doesn't make it a good thing y'all if right. 20 people from black white and asian rob a bank and put a gun to your head that doesn't make it better than 20 white dudes or 20 black dudes are doing it and say it's still a bad thing that's happening to you. But it's diversity, bro. Don't be saying that. I wouldn't good say thing. bipartisanship is a bad thing, but it's you it's being used badly. No, I it's not inherently good. It's my my point is that it's not inherently good just by saying bipartisanship. It doesn't make it inherently yeah, good. By, right. by, by saying the phrase. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but it's like, oh, it doesn't make it inherently good just because, oh, man, they both both sides worked on it. Like, that but, doesn't and make we it see good. that promulgated so many times where they're like, oh, this is a bipartisan deal. Like, we're working on this together. We're actually coming together and finding common ground on things. And it's like, that don't make it right. <laughs> it's like, nobody cares that you, you guys all signed a bill. The bill is trash. Like, it doesn't yeah. change the fact what's in the bill is junk for the American people. Or, I mean, when you're saying, like, I'm working together with uh, X, Y, you know, in this case, Democrats and saying, oh, we all agree on this. If you're agreeing with them, the people that think that you're all racist, sexist, xenophobic, evil, well, Nazis. January 6th. Yes. Exactly. Like, right. that's who you're agreeing with? Okay, well, there's probably something in that bill that we don't agree with because we are in a, such a polarized time in this country that people are not crossing the aisle anymore. And I think that you can question it when they do. There are very few things that when uh, politicians come together, I will say when politicians come together, that means that they're coming for us. That's all it is. They don't come together because they're trying to win over their constituents. They're trying to win over more power. And, you know, we have for the GOP, at least the GOP 
what was it, 19 senators voted for the bill, um, including uh, you had uh, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. I mean, why do we continue letting like these Republican, these spineless old Republicans uh, hold office? Like it's time for people to primary them and get them out, especially Mitch McConnell. He's just awful. Well, you can't primary Mitch McConnell, not for another six years if he makes it that long. Well, I, we need to get him out of leadership. What, Omar, tell me, what's the process of getting him out of leadership? Um, every, after every election, new members come in with the, with the reelected members or the members that are still there. Uh, they come in and they have a caucus meeting. So like the Republicans will have their own meetings, the Democrats and the two independents that are with them, they'll have their, their own meetings and they decide leadership then. Who's, the, um, who's gonna be the leader? whether they're in the minority or the majority, the whip who who basically um, counts up people to make sure they're voting the right way mm-hmm. um, and whatever other leadership positions. I think the Democrats have like 10 and Republicans only have like what, five or six. Yeah. Um, the, the party chairman, uh, I mean, not party chair, committee chairs are also uh, and ranking members, which is basically like vice chairman. Um, mm-hmm. They're also chosen in those meetings as well. That's my policy for today. Thank you. And when when we send these new Republican senators to uh, D.C., we need to send them with the message of Mm -hmm. stop allowing old GOP spineless garbage running the party. The GOP is awful. God awful. They cannot win anything. Chris, I I, actually there is someone named um, and and he won years ago he's the reason why we had harry reed running the senate for a while but he he actually threw out the um democratic leader up i think it was in north or south dakota his name is john thune i really thought he was going to step up and become a leader and i think he's in leadership but even he's become a crony they're 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 all they're they're all weak and and he was strong in the beginning he was really really strong strong leader um, right before Barack Obama was elected. Now, now look at him. He's he, he, he's weak. Everybody acts tough, man. When they're not winning and they're on the downside, everybody acts tough. And then when they get in their charge, they get in the power. They they're not tough anymore, man. They're weak. They've been the knee. Oh, let's work. Let's work. Let's do not Let's do that, man. When we have a chance to wield power and we don't use it, mm-hmm. it's just terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's what we do every single time. It's all that we ever get. Uh, another thing about this uh, infrastructure bill here is that there's a great emphasis and obsession with equity they want to push equity you know and that's you know should scare you already off the top saying equity what's that oh to make everything you know equal for the the special treatment for disadvantaged people uh uh, an example here is they want to build a new bureaucracy to increase the number of female truck drivers maybe females don't want to be truck drivers why is that such a big need like why does that have to happen like why and then the digital equity act and in the digital equity act it includes expanding internet access for prisoners because prisoners need to have internet. Hey man, they got to check their Facebook too. Let's be honest. Like that's 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 cruel and unusual so, punishment if they can't get on TikTok. Okay. So it's I'll say this. it access primarily for like certain types of prisons. For instance, are they for like maximum or minimum security prisons, or is it for all prisons? Do you? Well, I don't, I don't know. Right. I, but I mean, it, silly, but another thing is I don't care. I don't. I don't think right. that's money. Saying, I, I don't care. I mean, it's, it's, it's idiotic to think that, you know, you are going to try to give criminals access to the Internet 
Like, what do you think they're going to do with it? They're going to try to escape most of them or get some way out of their out of their punishment. We already find that. My dad works at a maximum security prison. They'll find any way, shape, or possible to get access to the outside to get out of that place in some way, shape, or form. You, and then also, you know what? Truck... Go ahead. It, you, you know what? I'm for it for minimum security if it's regulated to the point where the only reason why you're using the internet is for like GED purposes or college course purposes. One of my old professors um, actually does this in Mississippi. Um, and, and he takes time away from his family to go drive to Parchman, which is like three or three hours away um, to uh, do a college course for, for these guys. And they actually do the college course. They make A's. And my old professor is a hard grader. And I, I will say that. Um, it, that. Now, if they had this internet, maybe he can stay home with his family and just give them internet stuff. But it has to be highly, highly regulated to the point, or well, supervised, I, I should say, to the point where, okay, you're only using it for educational purposes. I'm for I'm that. At, at, because, because when they come out of prison, I do want them to contribute to society in one way, form, or fashion. And you can't really do that without educate, especially for them. No, um, definitely. It's just a matter of how much money we're putting into this and where our emphasis is. You know, so much on people that are incarcerated and, you know, pissed on their chance to be a, a great part of society already. But, uh, I mean, I'm I not mean, sure. Are there, are there, the, are there other prisons that do? Yeah, but, I mean, like, aren't there other prisons that already do that, you know, per se? Yeah, the, I the mean. Programs that use computers? I mean, we're, we are in 2021. There have to be using computers by now. I mean, I figure. Like, I mean, well, not, not in every prison. Part, not, not I, every I, I'll tell you this. The, no. the prison I was talking about, Parchment, here in Mississippi, it, and I kid you not, I have seen it with my own eyes. There is throw up that is four months old everywhere. <laughs> they need they need a serious upgrade. Just, you know, I, I, and I'm just, and I and I know that's only one example, but um, I I'm just saying, um, the the internet thing. It needs to be done. Maybe not on a federal level. Maybe what I would have done is incentivize the states to get their own programs of doing that and then um, give more tax incentives to prison, or maybe not prisons, to people to invest in those prisons to help them get internet for educational purposes. There are there are plenty of ways to do it that it's, um, that's not gonna balloon the deficit, but um, having internet in those prisons, if it's for educational purposes, I'm for that. Well, see, I think that's only, like the divide here is whether or not you believe that prisoners need to be more geared towards punishment or rehabilitation. And I think that one huge issue we have in this country is that our prison system is not geared towards rehabilitation and, you know, bringing people back. I mean, there are some people that don't like if you murder someone, if you rape someone, that is you deserve punishment. You cannot come back into society. And personally, I believe those people don't deserve to come back to society. But people who are screwed over by the government, screwed over by the legal system, like that could be any of us. Like just for instance, like if this, if any of us went to January 6th just as a bystander, the government could have rounded us up by now and thrown us in prison. And we would have been like, you know, if you had the opinion like, Oh, scum of society are in prison. Are we a scum of society or did government decide we're scum of society? So having that, you know, with that kind of mindset, 
I don't think that everybody in prison is terrible. There are a lot of people in prison who have are in prison because wrong place, wrong time, or they made a mistake, or they had an ounce of weed on them, and the government thinks that's evil for some reason. But you can have forty bottles of liquor on you, and that's no issue. But whatever, um, like that's just my own personal opinion. I feel like I'm not for the government spending more money on prisons and things like that. But also, if it's worth like bringing up society, I'd rather them spend money on prisons than spending money on critical race theory in schools. Yeah, there we go. I mean, it's just as far as spending money on the internet as a resource here is rather than, you know, hey, we want to fix something in the prison system. Let's actually fix it. It's just be like, let's give internet to prison. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's just you know, yeah, fix something right. rather than just like give. give yeah, I'd rather there be a, a detailed plan on how to fix it because the government's response to things is throw money at it and then that doesn't get fixed. That's why our schools are all garbage. Right, I agree. And I think, as you mentioned, um, Chris, you know, like the recidivism rate is so high. Like we see people mm -hmm. get out and go right back because that's all they know. And I have people that I know personally that get out of prison and go straight back because that's they've been in there all their life. And so I do think that we need to spend, you know, if we're going to spend any money, spend money in the ways to keep people out of prison and get them on their feet. But like you said, I don't think Internet, unless, as you mentioned, Omar, and if they're trying to get a degree or something that can help them when they mm -hmm. get out is is necessary like it just sitting there you're in your cell you're on the internet like you said on facebook or on twitter like what are you doing <laughs> you know, like right this is what i've seen many times with people who commit crimes is that they go back to prison because they pay their bills they feed them they hope they house them like it's so hard when you get out and prison is the only way back to go because that's not only all only thing you know but also they provide everything like if you don't have to pay for internet you get your own TV, you get your own cell, they feed you, they clothe you. Why do you need to be on the outside? Sonny, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, that Now, if we're going to throw money at something, let's throw money at businesses who hire these folks and give these folks a chance after extensive screening. I, I get that. But let, let's, let's try to bring these folks back into society and get them a job. See, and not give them, not give them benefits for a long period of time. See if they come into work uh, on time and do their job, and and bring them into society that way. Uh, no, I I completely agree with that, Omar. I think that giving tax tax credits or mm -hmm. however you want to do it to businesses that hire people like this, because exactly. my old job, I did work with a few people who were felons, and they were some of the hardest working people I've ever met. They made a mistake Thank twenty you. years ago, and you know they're like, yeah, I was in that car, they did something stupid, I I went to jail for you know five years or prison mm -hmm. for five years, 10 years. And, you know, talking to people like that, like they're not all bad. Now, of course, there are some that are bad people and they're just inherently bad people. But treating people as such, like people need to have a second chance. I think that we need to allow, not everybody, but we need to allow uh, people who have just made a simple mistake, such mm -hmm. as being caught with, you know, something or, you know, they had a DUI or something. Like, people need to be able to have a, a second chance and come back into the workforce and make a have a chance to come back into society there are a lot of prominent figures in society who had gone to prison and now are like successful and, and have done a lot of good things for society i i know someone here in um at, here in macomb um he he actually was in and out of juvie and now he's a prominent business owner. He owns uh, a new, uh, it's called Bistro and Blues, I think, or something of the nature. Um, and not to 
kind of throws business out there, but please forgive me. But, um, you know, it's a very upscale place. They play live music. Um, he got a second chance. He got a business loan. Now he's a pretty successful businessman. Um, you know, so when we give people second chances, it, it can work out and it can benefit society. I went over there a couple of days ago. The food is amazing. You know, and that's just one example um, that I just thought of. Yeah. I mean, prisons have four main purposes like retribution, incapacitation, deterrence and rehabilitation. And that's the whole thing. Prisons are supposed to serve that purpose, depending on who's in there, you know, what it is. You killed somebody, you're in there for incapacitation, you're, you're a threat to society, threat to humanity, you need to be off the streets, you need to be gone. Rehabilitation, drug abusers, et cetera, people that need to get away, get off whatever the heck they're on and then come back. That, that's the whole thing. Now, are we rehabbing our prisoners? That's a whole different discussion. Mm -hmm. I've, had, I've had the ability to talk to many different people and they claim that we're not doing so. Uh, addicts come out of prison, still addicts. And what do they do? They go back to getting on whatever they were and then they go back into prison again and again and again because they're addicts and that the problem was never solved. Uh, deterrence is to kind of steer them on the straight path, get them out for a bit and then put them back like, all right, here, like, don't do that again. Like, you know better. And then, uh, you know, retribution, punishment for wrongdoing. It's just like, hey, you did this. And like, now you got to go serve your time. You know, probably won't do it again. But it's retribution, it's punishment for what you did. And now you're out again. Not necessarily the biggest mess to society. Though, but yeah. yeah. And you have some punishments, like I said, that the retribution will never be met. You cannot, mm -hmm. you know, uh, come back from murder. You cannot come back from rape. You can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of harsh on that. You know, I, I think that those people that that perform such acts like they they don't deserve to come back to society when found guilty by you know uh, a, a court of law that is you know i currently our courts are not the best but that that's at least my opinion on that yeah yeah shifting gears here uh state of new york governor andrew cuomo has announced he will be, he will be resigning within the next two weeks uh as this is a slight consolation to many people that want him behind bars in prison for the thousands of people that died at his hands uh, at the beginning of COVID. But uh, in, in the time being now, he still has denied all allegations that he has done anything wrong. He claims that cultural shifts and changes and maybe he misinterpreted things. And so he still denies that he, you know, he did anything like that in, that in that manner that would be considered sexual harassment, groping, et cetera. But uh, he's going to be out, and then it looks like his uh, – let's see. Who's taking over? What's her name, actually? is uh, Lieutenant is Governor Kathy Hochul is going to be taking over. She oh, served what's her her name? Her. Lieutenant Governor Kathy uh, Hochul. She – Sounds and, See, the thing – taking over. And, and what, so, what I – Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say what I had heard about this is that she actually is uh, a pretty progressive uh, bunch. And when she came into the politics, Andrew Cuomo was uh, essentially like, hey, you got to uh, publicly denounce like, you know, some of your views or something. And I don't remember exactly what it was. It's just something that I heard. And then she did that. And now she's coming. She went after him. She's the one who is like, yeah, Andrew Cuomo needs to resign. He's disgusting. Like. And so I, I, this is this is obviously politics. This is obviously like she's coming back at him. Um, and God, she 
Is she coming out on top? Now she's going to be leading the state as the first woman to lead the state. I, it, you know, I remember um, this. I remember reading about her years ago when we were in what? When most of us were in eighth and ninth grade. Um, she actually won a special election to um replace a Republican US rep. That's how I remember her. I knew her name sounded familiar. I, I'm sorry, everyone. I keep, did, those little uh, factoids are very interesting to me. So I keep up with all of that. But um, yeah, she is very, very liberal from her voting record in the house. So I guess New York is in for it. No, I mean, that's the whole thing. Be careful what you wish for. It's the same thing as in California. Oh, we finally got rid of Jerry Brownie. He, you know, served his two terms. He was gone. Then you got Gavin yeah. Newsom coming in. It could never get worse than Jerry Brown. Like, the, you know, don't be so don't be so quick to say something like that. You know, yeah. that's, you be careful what you wish for there. You're going to – Cuomo, oh, he's so terrible. Like, what do you think you're going to get put coming in? These people are only getting far, further and further left. They're not getting any more moderate anytime soon. So this is just what it is. So be be prepared because this is coming. You know, New York, you know, oh, they're going to open up our businesses. Probably not. You're probably not having anything good happening anytime soon. I'm sorry. Well, now, what she might do is I, I'm hoping she's I'm hoping she at least stops the vaccine passports in New York. Um, listening because because she's a woman and listening to all of the um, leading women of that area, they're saying that's not a good thing, that it's racist. Maybe she'll listen to her to her friends up there in New York and in Boston and things like that. But uh, then again, you never know. Uh, it's I'm just I'm just laughing at Cuomo because he's all like. I've done nothing wrong. This is the way I am. That's the Italian in me. <laughs> man, don't be. That's the one thing that makes me upset, man. Don't be putting the being Italian as far as being a predator. That's that's mm -hmm. bold, man. Right. I'm Italian. I ain't no predator. Right. Like, get out of here, man. All of us like, Italians that are like, <laughs> That is terrible. Anybody, man, just, just sick. And then Chris is all getting, his brother's all, you know, getting fired up because of some reporter that was recording him after you know Cuomo said he was resigning his brother was resigning and now he's trying to seek legal action against a reporter <laughs> it's like people man yeah it's it's it is and you have uh you know Kathy Ho Hochul Hochul whatever Hochul. Um, Hochul. she she is going to be she already announced she's going to be seeking a full term in 2022 um and uh and that's what she's going to be seeking so i mean that's um you know we'll see what happens you also have uh Letitia james who is the uh attorney general the extremely progressive um attorney general black woman um in new york who uh is a prospective to run um i mean i don't know exactly it's new york what is what is New York gonna like? What's it's gonna be a oh, deep blue you know state anyway. Um, you know that woman's plat platform. She is the one that is trying to get Trump indicted or uh, or um, Trump people indicted on whatever uh, charges that 
that she's trying to bring up, which are probably baseless anyway. She may get a few people on, on some of their own personal things, um, but I mean, that's that's what she's building her career off of, and that's how she's given herself a platform to run. And I'm talking about that uh, black attorney general in New York. It's um, it, 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 it's just politics. What it is, I know people actually think they, they actually cared about doing the right thing. <laughs> like they actually cared, man. They, they they took them down because they had to. That, that's mm-hmm. all people. They didn't, they right. didn't have a moral obligation to actually get this guy out. It was literally because it was so bad that they had to. Don't think that they actually cared. And don't think that Joe Biden really cares because number one, remember, Biden has sexual allegations against him too. And after this man resigned, he still tried to compliment him, saying he did a great job, he's a good man, and all of this other stuff. I'm like, Joe Biden, be consistent. Joe Biden's like, he's great, other than the touching the tits and stuff. Like, that's right. like, come on, that's, Joe. Did you guys like, see the video of the young people in New York basically talking about Cuomo? And saying how they were going to come for the Blasio next, and they were using a bunch of expletives and stuff. But you know what? You know, they didn't come for the Blasio. Can't stand them. <laughs> it seems like, like nobody in New York. It was funny. Like, what is with in Democrat states? They like they hate their politicians, but they're the ones that voted them in and gave them so much power. Like I, I don't understand like the the thought process there. Like California. The same thing's going on. You know, they're recalling Newsom. Uh, New York got rid of Cuomo, and now they want to get rid of de Blasio. Um, I mean, they hate the L.A. mayor. I forgot his name. But they, in the L.A., they, yeah, they Garcetti. hate that mayor. It's the same thing. It's like California and New York, both terrible opposite ends of the country, both terrible states. Never would want to live in them. Um, just awful. I don't even want to visit New York anymore. I just don't. I would, hey, why, yeah. why, why even visit? Why even visit? No point. I would go visit Ground Zero, obviously, and a couple other places, but um, I don't even want to visit New York anymore. The only reason why I would visit California, I do have family in California. I'd probably say hello to them and just get out. I have no desire to visit these places anymore. Let's visit. Let's visit good places like Florida, Tennessee, uh, places like that. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention, and this is for uh, a so-called Republican, Anna Navarro. Anna Navarro is really boosting this whole Cuomo case against Trump. She said, oh, if you're going to be for someone um, that has sexual allegations against them, you know, why why are you all still for Trump? And you're over here saying this about Andrew Cuomo. I'm going to say this. Okay, number one. Trump apologized for his comments immediately after they were leaked. He apologized for him. Cuomo is denying the fact that he even did this thing. Trump acknowledged it, said, I'm sorry. As a matter of fact, he did the whole repentance thing in the Bible. He said he admitted to people he did the crime. He admitted it to God. He repented. He said he's sorry. He moved on. Cuomo won't even do that. So Anna Navarro and all of these um, crazy never Trumpers that, that were that were out there saying this mess, y'all are wrong. You're hypocrites, and doggone it, 
no words aren't actions words aren't actions necessarily well bad and whatever it might have been that doesn't equate to him actually doing something wrong and is yet to be proven in a court of law the Mm -hmm. allegations those everybody they all dropped like a flies but he's still lazy for yeah, what he said was wrong. He didn't actually do something, though. He didn't actually know, go out there and open up or nothing. You know, that's the whole thing. There's actually like actions are bad. Like actions are bad. Like, you know, actually right. doing something bad. So like, yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing. And my thing is, is that if Cuomo, even though the allegations came out, if if it was a big deal for him, so like if the Democrats weren't saying nothing about it until there was a bunch of people on the right who were like, Y'all let this man stay in office? Like, he's literally got all these allegations. And then it took enough. Like, how many allegations did he have against him for them to finally? I think it's 11. Yeah. Then they were like, oh, all right. Maybe, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Well, uh, but remember the whole Me Too movie was Believe All Women. The first woman comes out. You're supposed to hear. And he even said that himself. Cuomo tweeted that when a woman accuses somebody, then you're supposed to believe him. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't have exactly what he said Mm -hmm. correct. But he tweeted it. And then it didn't age well, obviously. <laughs> so. Yeah, look where he's at now. I'm sure he's re- regretting that tweet uh, from his uh, PR manager. But, I mean, it's not really that much of a win. He's going to go on, still be rich, still be powerful, you know, and uh, right. live the rest of his days as a disgraced politician. Uh, I don't think he's going to come back. Yeah, I mean, he's going to still be rich. He's still going to be powerful. And, you know, he's not ever going to see real consequences for any of the wrongdoing that he's done. So conservatives that are acting like this is a win, it's really not. No, no, You know what? Isn't it weird that it's only the Democrats that get into these situations and then they deny it? There is only one Republican. I can't even remember his name because when he and he was in the House of Representatives, can't remember his name, but. When he was sexting a woman, I think it was one of his staffers, he immediately resigned. Story went away. But no, you got people like Anthony Weiner out there uh, sexting folks. And he kept on denying it, denying it, denying it. And then he almost becomes New York mayor. What what type? It, and Democrats think they have the upper hand and the morality on this issue. And they don't. The, the funniest thing about no, the whole no. thing was that CNN's Jeffrey Tubin, the guy who exposed himself on a Zoom call, literally dropped his pants and everything on a Zoom yeah. call, pulled it all out in a Zoom call, was a guy talking about Cuomo and the whole case going on. That guy's back on TV, back on national air after what he did. How could anybody come back from that unless you're working at CNN and you have the right views? Like, it, it's just network. Did, did you it's see insane. the video of him when they came back and they, they, they talked about it on live air and like, they were asking the questions about it. It was the most cringe thing you could ever watch. It's like, how are you going to come back on live television and do, just to get your job back and sit here and talk about what you did? Like, on live te- like that's just, bro, it was the most cringe. And they were trying to make a joke out of it, kind of, at the same time, make it, like, lighthearted and stuff. But I'm just like, y'all are whack, bro. You know, there's different roles for different people. Exactly. Exactly. Communist News Network. I gotta, I gotta create an acronym for uh, NBC and MSNBC. Well, I mean, Vernon Jones called it the Control Negroes Network. That was pretty good. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. He said it. He said it straight to CNN's face. He just said it straight to CNN's face when he said that one. I was like, oh man, this guy's for real. He, he's about that action. Uh, <laughs> man. 
Switching over to sports mode, uh, other news on Thursday night uh, for the first time, MLB had the Field of Dreams game. It was the highest viewed game in MLB history, reported on Fox with nearly 6 million viewers itself. It was it was incredible to watch just from the movie from over 30 years ago, Field of Dreams. They had a whole cornfield in Iowa. They carved it out and built a baseball stadium, and the Yankees and White Sox played. And the game ended in a walk-off homer for the White Sox. It was pretty cool to see. And if you guys hadn't seen it yet, I mean, it's a it look it, it, it's almost like a, a darn replica, like legit, just from the movie. I don't know how much you guys follow like the baseball movies or anything, but it was it was pretty cool. I gotta say, we'll pull up this image real quick so you guys can see what I'm talking about here. It was this is really something to see. I mean, it's it's pretty neat. Like that's in. <laughs> In Iowa, you know, to my knowledge, too, they sold out those tickets and those tickets were going, you know, well over twelve hundred a piece, I believe. Wow. Just for all those tickets, like it was expensive, but they really played the cornfield in the back and everything. And uh, it was it was really neat. Got to see it. And the game ends on the walk off homer. It's kind of a storybook ending. Almost is. It's pretty cool. The game ends on a walk-off home run, and so that was, that's really it's really interesting to see MLB kind of saving face after going fully woke, changing the All-Star game and everything, to actually making the right move and pulling in some nostalgia and getting people out to go see a ball game in Iowa. Because Iowa doesn't have any professional sports, so that was uh, you know kind of smart, yeah. smart of your end to make that happen. Oh, that's really cool. For MLB, uh, MLB man. Uh, Jay Cutler, former NFL quarterback, was kicked from an Uber promo with the NFL because he publicly stated that he didn't believe that kids need to be masked, and he's made it very clear on his Twitter that he is looking for information on how to run for school board because he is fed up and tired of all the nonsense going on, and he wants to run for the Williamson County uh, school board, which is pretty cool, as he should. Yeah. As he should. Um, I I just want to point out it, it's it's going to be real hypocrisy with this story, and I'll tell you why. Because Jay Cutler, he's he had his moments in the NFL. He did, but um, wasn't as successful as other quarterbacks. Obviously. Um, now people, and I know we're pro- we're going to mention it later, but people are going to say. People have been saying, okay, Colin Kaepernick was actually a good quarterback and and stuff. And we've been saying, actually, he wasn't, um, all because of an issue that that they're either representing or um, fighting for, things like that. So the liberals are going to try to do what we did with Colin Kaepernick with this situation. Um, so obviously, it's going to be hypocrisy on them um, with with this. So I, so I say... You know, it, I, I just want to see how it plays out because it's going to be total hypocrisy as this story builds. So we're going to see here. Yeah. It's probably going to be the most woke thing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd like yeah. to see what, Uber, what Uber, happens to this. No, we're going to see here. But Uber released a statement about Jay Cutler's losing his uh, his sponsorship with them. They said that we're proud of all the work Uber has done over the last year to get help get as many people vaccinated as possible. As such, we prefer to partner with those who support that work. 
like yeah no we're good buddy like we're, we're wait good. Hey, did he, he just talked about the mask though he didn't say anything about the vaccine yeah yeah so i mean i don't know it's literally we're, we're becoming it's a time where if you don't agree and then you are no longer welcome into the uh, the elite or you have seen as less than worthy and um and we as you know people who are going to be considered as less than worthy we still support these companies we're still taking ubers we're still going to sports games we're still doing like we're, we're doing all the same things um and we're not changing and that is something that needs to happen like we need to start holding these people accountable. If they're going to really say like, well, you, you don't want to get vaccinated. Well, you no longer are able to use Uber. Like, oh, well, okay. I won't use Uber. Like I won't support them. Well, they're probably not going to do that. Well, boycotting them is not going to be enough. We need to either buy these companies out or start a rival company. I mean, we just shut them down with the government. Sounds like a great idea to me. I'm all about it. Just- all right. Yeah, stop. I don't know about that. That's one thing I say. That they yeah, man, stop spreading, spreading propaganda, too, man. Just that they shut them down. Organize <laughs> each other, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I know Chris over here like, what'd you say? <laughs> man, a big gov for, for me, please. No, nah, I'm... I'm I, I would prefer the people come together organizing against these companies and stuff. And I'm not saying necessarily boycotting, but I mean, one thing they have to realize is like the majority of people in the country, even people who are vaccinated and things like that, they're not for having vaccine passports and unvaccinated people not being able to come into the same room with them or anything like that. It's not something that people are in favor of. So if we move on, with, what'd you say? I said, unless you're on the view. Yeah, unless you're on the view or you live in like one of the worst cities in America, like LA or New York or Portland, you know? I mean, that's how it is. And it's coming from somebody who lives in Detroit or lived in Detroit. Come on now. So Colin Kaepernick has landed a limited series called Colin Black and White on Netflix that'll be out in October. This is going to be a coming-of-age story about Kaepernick's pre-NFL youth tackling the obstacles of race, class, and culture as the black adopted child of a white family. Class and culture. This man was rich. He was yes. rich. Why, they couldn't pick any. They could have talked about me. I, 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 I was poor. Come on now. Like, I, they, what did he have to overcome? He was literally adopted by rich white people. Like, if if you were going to make a documentary or a series on any black person you chose the wrong black person you could have chose literally pick any any black person in any black school you could have made probably a better more inspiring story if they did anything with their life he had all of the means to do what he did he had the privilege yeah. he had white privilege exactly thank you then he's half white Come on now. And, and yeah. now you know what he has now? He has black, he has black privilege now. That's what he has. He right. always had privilege. He's continuing. He's still a millionaire. Uh, it, it's it's insane that he is seen as a He settled with the NFL for uh, I, I don't know how much it is. Christian may know, but I don't know how much he settled with the NFL for, but they gave him a settlement. He was already he already signed like a hundred million dollar deal with San Francisco. So gave him most of that money 
and all of these other endorsements, and you really think this man is oppressed? Come on now. He's doing the same thing like LeBron James. And LeBron James said, I, I'm scared for my life. And he has his own private security team. Come on, man. His <laughs> own private security team. But, but defund the police. It, thank you. I know it's it's almost like most black people can't afford security. Dang man, I, he might not know that though because he was grown up in in a rich white like family. Hey. Come on now, yes. We we both grew up here in the same hometown. Uh, both were, both of us are from Turlock, California. I lived there my whole life. He grew up in his childhood his whole life. Turlock, California, median income in upper middle class. I'm sure he grew up and all had a good life and everything. I grew up middle class ish myself. But this is interesting because he says, you know, too often we see race and black stories portrayed through a white lens. So this here, he's exploring the racial conflicts he faced as an adopted black man in a white community during my high school years. It's an honor to bring uh, these stories life for the world to see. Like, you know, and, and we, we grew up, we had that life. We went to the same high school. You know, we had that same experience here. I'm not going to say, oh, my whole life. I'm not adopted. Okay. I wasn't adopted. I didn't have that myself. But. This whole thing, I don't know what he's gonna make Turlock out to be here. If he's starting to make this into some yeehaw, like straight up like clan town, that's gonna be some ups, absolute nonsense. That's absolute crap. You know, that's that's not how it works at all. Did you, know, you say you went to the same high school as him? Did yeah, you it, obviously y'all weren't in high school at the same time? No. Did you no, grow up watching him play at football games? Did did he even start in high school? Yeah, no, he was a starting quarterback. He got drafted by the Chicago Cubs, throwing a 94-mile-an-hour fastball his senior year of high school. He could have went you know, pro in baseball. He took a full-ride scholarship to the only school that offered it to him at UNR and University of Nevada, Reno. He had a great career there, rushing for over 1,000 yards, like over three seasons there, passing for over 3,000 yards his senior year. And uh, and he lands a second-round pick by the Niners, and his career takes off. You know, it goes off, you know, goes up. And, and then the social justice stuff comes years later. But no, he was always, uh, oh, he was a good athlete and everything. Don't get me wrong. You know, didn't know he had the star power till he really got there. But I didn't follow him till he got to college. And then I started looking. I'm like, this guy can ball a little bit. But uh, you know, it all came crashing down after the RPO went down. You know, in the, in the NFL, everybody started quarterbacks spying, and you couldn't get out anymore. He wasn't adapting to the game. That's why he didn't play anymore. It's simple. You either you get with it or you get left behind. And he didn't. It, it well. Then again, I will say. Um, if Jim Harbaugh would have stayed there, I feel like he would have helped them adapt. It, he would have adapted to um, defenses more. You bring in people like Chip Kelly and Jim Tom Sula. Who? How do you? Be, I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm going off on a small tangent, but how do you rise from defensive line coach to an actual head coach and really thought your quarterback was gonna um, uh, adapt to that? I, I don't get. But um, anyway, he did not he, he because he couldn't adapt and then his coaches couldn't adapt. Um, it, he, he was ultimately going to have to either leave that team or one out to salvage his career. But you want to take a stand for for something, at least have a good, good career, at least be playing well or, or have a chance to be in an environment to play well. Don't don't be on a three and thirteen team and and not adjust to your game and not adjust your game to how defenses are attacking you and you're over here trying to be a super black man. 
Uh, I mean, it's the one thing that it's, it's just come down that a lot of people seem that, especially mixed people or people that got the chip on their shoulder, feel like they got something to prove that I got to prove that I'm extra black. Like I'm black, but I'm black. black. Yeah. I'm yeah. not as black as you, but like, I'm about it. I'm in the community. I'm in the, people feel like they got to do that all the time. And I don't know why, you know, out of all things to be in the world, just be yourself, people. Ain't got to act like this. The black community is so the black community is so gatekeep and uh, gate capped. I don't know what you want to say, and it's it's so interlocked and so judgmental. I mean, black community is one of the most like I I I mean, in my experience at least, like if you don't go with the status quo in the black community, you aren't doing it, you will be excluded. Like for instance, you know, ten years ago, if you were gay, you could not be in the black community. You were not. Uh, it, it's just not, they, it's not a progressive bunch. Mm-hmm. Now, now you can see the same with trans, like, you know, like that's just not something that they are uh, fans of like the majority of the black community. Um, and now you kind of see a split with the black community, like younger, like black women mm-hmm. like, compared to like the majority of like the black community where they're more liberal and progressive and like rainbow flags and non binary and all of that like again you, doing it. I, you know the correlation too with that is that uh black women are getting degrees higher than any other race right now that like than any other race and demographic right now at all oh how's our education system doing how's our college education system doing and they're getting all the degrees what are they getting their degrees in oh soft sciences social studies women's studies african studies their teachers their right. psychology you know, all, all, yeah. the, all the liberal arts that you could ever want and like I wonder how like, it, it, that it, they got indoctrinated up the wazoo in, in education. And because it's prom, they're promulgating, especially through like, you know, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B and them, that you got to be this independent woman, you know, get your degree, rack up your money, do your thing. And we even see the decline in marriages, especially among black women. Like black women are the least likely to date and get married. That's a yep. statistic. That's literally a statistic. And it's sad. Uh, I mean, and- it, it's, it's real sad. It's real sad that Cardi B is actually a role model um, in our society, <laughs> especially when Joe Biden legitimized the in, that, that entire thing. Joe Biden legitimized Cardi B. Oh, wait, why? What did he do? Yeah, well, did he, he, did, he, did town, he did town halls with her. Oh, did he? he I didn't even see that. He legitimized her. He legitimized, uh, he legitimized WAP. Look, let's 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 be honest. Like Cardi B, like Megan the Stallion, like it's, it's just it's just thing. it's just idiotic music. And I mean, look, I don't know if you guys know. I just gotta make this joke. Cardi B's actual name, like it, it's so funny. It's like saying like a, a spell from Harry Potter. Her real name is Belcalis Marlanis Almanazar. Like I just think that's hilarious. The meme that I saw, but it does sound like something yeah. from Harry Potter. Not black though. Like no, I think no. Black. She's I no. She's uh. I think she's like what is it? Uh, some sort of Hispanic or something like. Um, you can yeah. Google that, but that don't even sound uh, Hispanic, man. I mean, yeah. The the her last name Almas Almanzar has a accent over the A, so it's it's most likely Hispanic. Yeah. But the the thing with like black the black community right now, one of the biggest things that are plaguing it is the fact that you do not have a, a unit family anymore. Mm-hmm. You, I I grew up. And, and my school was majority black. I would talk to people. And I grew up in a single parent household. I would talk to people. It was more likely that you ha- like didn't have a dad than you did have a dad. It was more likely that you had one parent in the house. Like everyone would talk and somebody would be like, I saw my dad. Everyone's like, you got a dad? 
crazy. That's wild. We ain't know that was a thing. Like, like th that's sad. And you know, as a father now, like I, I really see the importance of being in your child's life. And that's something that we really need to drill into. Uh, like I, thankfully I had other role models and I've said this before, if you don't have that male role model in your life, you will, you're on a path to destruction. Men have so Thanks. much uh, masculinity and whether you want to call it toxic or whatever, but if that masculinity is not put into the proper channels, it will easily fall into the wrong place and you can mm -hmm. end up in prison just like that. Especially if you're a black man, like it, like it is very easy for you to fall off the, the that path and end up in prison, dead, drug addict, whatever you want to do. We need black men to go back into the communities. And this is something that I plan on doing when I'm a little bit older. I'd like to go back into the black community. And I urge all black men to do the same and start being that male role model for young black mm -hmm. men. They don't have that. Right. There's so many that don't. And they need Volunteer at, at some of these organizations. Uh, Big Brother, Big Sister. They used to have Boys and Girls Club. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, mentor somebody in the community. Um, it, it, just right. be there for someone. Um, it, do there are all types of ways. Just just being there, being someone's exactly. outlet, so, so that they can talk with well, problems out, man. I, I mean, right. that's gonna be but wonderful I, for a lot of kids. It is needful because, like, when I was an officer, that was the primary thing that I dealt with a lot was mm. talking to young men who were, you know, maybe you know, whatever the case may have been, you know, drugs or sexual harassment or something. I'm like, you got your whole life ahead of you. And and I found a lot of them didn't have their dad to tell them these things. And I'd be like, and they're like, man, well, you got your life together and all this stuff. And thankfully, I did have my dad in my life. But I'm just like, you can be the same, bro. Like, you don't have to go down this path. But we even find now with it, just the nuclear family, just not even having a father figure in the home, mm -hmm. it's not only affecting men, it's also affecting women. Yes, just it going is. back to women trying mm -hmm. to be independent now, they don't even know how to take care of a man. They don't want to. Marriage has dropped. The the marriage rate in the United States is lowest than any other country. The, we're losing. Like nobody's having kids anymore. We're not mm -hmm. even gaining. Like we're like declining on the, the next generation because none of these guys want to marry these women who are, are a bunch of feminazis. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, and oh, because they've been unruly men because they've been no, it's totally so unruly men with unruly women. Yeah. It doesn't work out. Exactly, you can't have What's two that? crazies in the house. Oh, Unru unruly men and unruly women. It just doesn't. It doesn't work out that way. When you have uh, girls that grow up without a dad and someone to go tell them that they're beautiful, that they're beautiful, pretty, etc., and, and that their their value and their worth, they're going to go out and seek that validation somewhere else. Mm -hmm. and that, that's the problem there. When you have a, a boy that doesn't grow up with a dad in the house. And he doesn't have any structure, someone to whoop him and rein him back. He's going to go out there and someone else is going to, they're not going to rein him back. They're just going to push him full force. And generally that's going to be a bad influence somewhere that's going to get him somewhere right. back and off worse than it was before. And, and it's, it's what happens. It's a paramount, you know, men and, need each other. I'm sorry. Men and women need each other. Okay. It's crazy. Exactly. That men and women actually need each other here. Like It's, a, it's a biological fact. Really, I mean, you can't. Yeah. Right. And this is going to sound to many people real misogynistic or sexist, but it's not. Women cannot survive without a man. That's just how it is. We built the world and, you know, we need women like it's, it. We need each other. There's a reason why we're able to appropriate with each other, because we need each other. And as I mentioned, we find these women nowadays who are so independent where they feel like they don't need a man. And it's just like, OK, maybe you're free enough to not do that. But 
you literally, most women, the, they're women who are in their 40s, statistically proven also, who are in their 40s, who have a career and have no kids, are the most unhappy women in the world. Mm -hmm. Because women usually need to have kids to find happiness. And that's biological also. It's not even like, it's not like some type of social construct. construct. It's instinctual. It's biological. Like, mm -hmm. if you can't take Thank these you. inherent things out of a person. And so when you're trying to live your independent life, and I heard this saying, and I think it's so true, that we have today a bunch of modern women who want traditional men. They want the man to provide. They want the man to basically guide them, you know, be the leader of the household. But they want to be independent at the same time. And it doesn't correlate. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, and, Sonny, it's, it, it's almost like, okay, your, your money is our money, but my money is my money. That, that, exactly. that. That's the that's the type of woman we're running into now. I do want to say, like, I know Chris came from a single parent household. If that happens, you know, do the best you can. I, I mean, look at Chris. Chris is successful, um, and, and God bless those single mothers that are really working hard, um, trying to take care of household and raise their kids. And those kids come up and be successful. You did yeah. you did amazing. But yeah, where I, mean, I, I just want to say, it's just harder. it is harder. It's just it hard, and it shouldn't have been, been that way. We should strive to avoid it the best that we can. Exactly. It's like it's something that we should avoid. Yes, a hundred percent. I'm not saying oh, single mothers. You hate single. I don't hate single mothers. I'd rather be no single mother. I'd rather exactly. everybody have a loving home with both parents. My exactly. mother was raised by my grandmother, who was a single mother, and my mom was lucky enough to have family all around, aunts, aunts, and you mm -hmm. know, cousins everywhere around that also like kind of came in like community and raised her as well. You know, not everybody has that, and that was at a different time in, in the. You know, in society, back when everybody used to help out like that, like nowadays you see right. females come out like that in the black community. No, you don't see it come out like that in the black community anymore. But she was just lucky to have that. And she knew that she didn't have to seek validation from anybody else, mm -hmm. the degree, anywhere else. She went to school, got her degree, went to college, and met my father. And that's where you know everything went. And I was just blessed to have that life. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom now. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's how that influenced my upbringing, upbringing tremendously. And, and so I can't stress enough. Like man. Like the whole idea of being independent, I don't need nobody. Yes, you need somebody. I need somebody. You need somebody. Everybody needs somebody at some point here. We can't act like we don't. Like we're just going to make it on yeah. our own the whole time. So, yeah, I, independence only goes so far when it's talking about like, you know, uh, the the family or talking about being a, like, you cannot be a sole person in, in, in life. Like we are social creatures. We crave one another. We want to be around other people. Um, you, you know, you, you need that. And so, Trying to start a family or even break like having a family and you know without uh, marriage or without having uh, a bond with somebody and just having kids out of you know like Nick Cannon's out here doing just you know popping them off. What is he having nine or something? Like that's wait 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 how many? Like he's having he had, nine. He had four at once. He's having like four at the same time right now. What in the world, Nick Cannon? Yeah. Well, his his his, his, his his excuse is that he's get all child support, get all of his money. He, his excuse money is that he has lupus and he's gonna die, so he's just gonna like give give all of it. I'll give all of it up. Like he's like, I'm gonna have kids. He has like, lupus. Yeah, he has lupus. He does. Um, oh, wow. and so that's and he's basically like, I don't think I'm gonna live to see like 40 or something. I don't know how old he is right now. So, like, I think he is so, 40. Is he 40? I thought he was saying something like, I'm not going to live this. Maybe he said like 50 or something. I don't know. But his, his excuse was like, he's not going to, you know. But my point is that that mindset that like, 
you know, a, a woman can do it by herself or a man can do it by itself. We need to get off of that. That just is not saying women are weak or men are weak. That is saying that you need the structure of a two parent household and take it from me. Raising a kid is hard. It is. And I'm only I'm not even a year into it, but it is difficult. It takes time and energy. And I would definitely not be able to do it without my partner. I definitely would not be able to do it without her. And so you need that structure to be able to do it. You need a strong force of a man and you need a loving, caring woman. And I'm not saying that it, that's always the same. I know people who have a strong force of a mother and a loving, caring father. Like mm-hmm. it, You just need the, the balance. You need that balance. It's not so much a gendered issue. It is so much of that just structure and balance. And it takes two people to do that. And that's what people need. The black community really needs that. And that's so that's what we need to be promoting. Not Cardi B, not Megan Thee Stallion, not Coy Ray. Stop putting out all of the like this, 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 uh, like I, I was gonna say a bad word, but I'm trying to think how to how to like sexual like being sexually provocative is not necessarily a terrible thing, but pushing it to children is where it's bad because you are going to have just a, a provocative next generation that are exactly. going to be focused on sex and then they aren't going to be having kids. Uh, or they're they're going to have kids out of wedlock or out of a committed relationship, and that's where you end up with these problems of single parenthood, and then look, young black men killing each other, and young black women having more kids out of wedlock. Guys, think about it. It's also biblical. When when Adam was in the garden, guess what? Guess what? Um, God said it's not good for man to be alone, and the same thing goes for women. Um, of course, it wasn't. It, it didn't happen that way. Women didn't come first. Men came first. But um, that's a biblical principle. It is not good for man to be alone. And a man. And um, it's another. I can give you another scripture. Man, a man that findeth the wife findeth a good thing and has obtained favor with the Lord. Um, w- women, if you, it, I know it didn't say y'all will obtain favor, but by being connected to that man, you also get that favor. If you're a Christian woman and you're watching this, and and you're and you're not actively trying to um, get yourself together in order to become a married woman, especially in Christ, you're really you're really messing up. And that's not the order of things. It's it's not it's not um it's not biblical. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm making the disclaimer. I'm, I'm I'm trying to get myself ready myself to to be a, a good Christian man to get, get myself get ready. Baby, I'm make that disclaimer. That I'm, I'm, I'm so uh, are we saying Christian Christian single and ready to mingle? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> we're in the process I mean, of working on stuff saying, here. The Bible also says that you know a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave yeah. to his own wife. I mean, there's a reason why God made women. I mean. He made them for a reason. So, I mean, we got to put that to action and just not, I don't think it's just for procreation, but you know, it, it's so funny to me is the world that we live in today where it's almost offensive to say that you need each other. You know, it's almost a, a derogatory term to say, oh, a woman needs a man or a man needs a woman. Everybody wants to be like, oh, I'm so independent. And it's like, no, there's yeah. two genders. Let me emphasize that again. Two genders for a reason, you know, like we need each other. And to say any different is foolishness. And that's just the way it is. It, it's it's pride. It's pride that has pushed people it, to say true. that I, I don't that's need true. other people. I don't need no man. I don't need no woman. Like, no, that's that's incorrect. Like, I have no issue saying that I need 
my partner. I need my girlfriend. I could not be without her. That's what I need. And people, I think other people who are in long committed relationships or married, they can say the same. But until mm-hmm. you've experienced that, a lot of people don't understand it. They they've always been alone, or you know, they've only had their parents. They're like, I don't need to, or they've been heartbroken. They they people really need to understand that to be happy in life, like that bachelor lifestyle at 60 years old or that single, you know, cat lady at 60 years old, you're not going to be the happiest. Like you could be much happier with somebody else spending your golden years with a partner. And I'm not saying necessarily it has to be marriage or anything like that, but having a committed relationship and a being with somebody one-on-one, that is what's going to bring you about true happiness. Now I will also say this, the woman with cats, if she is happy, I'm gonna tell you why. If she had a good daddy, and this is why, and this is why um, we need two parent households. If she had a good daddy who taught her how a woman is supposed to be treated, who treated her mom right, she's not gonna take any BS. Mm-hmm. So it, so that now that woman with cats that's 60, 70, 80 years old, that's a happy woman because people will say, well, there are some women that are like that. Yeah, she had a good dad. That's why she had someone that showed her. How that pulled out her chair for you know that's the father's job is to pull out a he's the first man that's supposed to pull out the chair for his daughter you you know that that that's one of the things you do um in showing in showing your daughter how to um it, it how to what to look for in a in a guy women marry or be in relationships with people well i mean with uh women with men that are like their fathers so um the, those folks that end up alone at the end at the end of their life but are happy it's because they actually had a dad who who did the who did his job um i just wanted to point that one out because they're, they're because i i get those stories all the time and i'm making the same point my final thoughts here uh, we have to set an example for our kids and for the future generations here because this past generation maybe didn't set the greatest one for us or and we're going to continue a cycle until we decide to break it uh, i've talked to a few people here someone just the other day uh, a female and uh, and she said that you know she she does want to have kids in the future she know she does want to have a family and said that's great at first she didn't want to based upon her experiences with her parents and her mother and how that and how their relationship was and everything else and that's bad because that negative relationship projected onto them like that's what marriage is like or that's what a relationship's like that's what it's like having a kid with somebody else when in reality it's like no they're you know maybe two crummy people or two people that you know didn't do things right and now you think based upon that that's what reality is and that's not good and that like oh if i if i grew up and all my dad did was beat on my mom every day and everything like that like What's that going to be like me? What, I'm going to be nothing like my dad. I'm going to be nothing like you're going to be. Who knows what you're going to be off and be? Or if you're a girl and all you see is your daddy, your daddy beating on mom, like what's going to make you want to go get married? Because you think that's going to happen to you too. Why would you want to go get married, have a kid, and you think that's going to happen to yourself? So we have to set good examples. We got to be, you know, the right people here pursuing the right things and making sure you know it's all done the right way. And and, and it's imperative. It's imperative here. The black population is still hovering at twelve to thirteen percent. It hasn't. It's stagnated. That's crazy. We shouldn't be at twelve to thirteen percent. Uh-huh. Uh, with broken households, broken families, broken relationships, mass abortion, 
These things all contribute to the decline of our population. It's not helping us out at all. So we've got to change something here and we have to set an example. We got to do things the right way. And that's my final thoughts for today. I completely agree with that. You know, uh, final thoughts from me, you know, really, um, it, we, we need to begin working as a community and start having that outreach, start talking to people outside of your circle. Um, you know, if, we are never going to win anything or we're never going to push any sort of uh, conservatism or any sort of uh, liberty minded um views on the others until we have that conversation. And so you cannot continue to be knocking doors in the same neighborhoods that are voting um, Republican or the same cities that are voting Republican or the same rural areas that are voting Republican. We need to go outside of that and start having that conversation. And that's why I implore people to start getting into the community and really having those discussions. Um, you cannot have uh, community or you can't have politics without community. You need to begin start working with others uh, outside of your standard political procedure and have those commu uh, that communication and those conversations. And that's what I, I hope to be doing. I hope others will do to be able to hopefully bring some people to our side and just understand that you know conservatism is not an evil racist thing like the media is saying, um, it, it, and that's just how it is. So I. I think the best thing to do is start getting involved in your community in some sort of way. I've always said it, run for office, do something, but also you can do it just by having a conversation, you know, mm -hmm. start, a, start a group and just go, you know, clean up the park and have conversations with people. It's all you got to do. So get, get out there and get started. It's, it's time to, time to get to action. Great. Great. I agree with the final mm -hmm. thoughts here, especially what you said, Christian, about, you know, just making sure the next generation, we leave something for them to look to because we didn't really get left much. And I'm thankful that there's some guys like us who are trying to change that because there's not a lot of young people who are actually trying to do that job. And so having leaders like ourselves to actually try to go out there and do the hard work and try to do our best to make the next generation have a better life, I think is really crucial. So props to all of us for sure. Yeah. Um obviously uh, everything you you all have said is great um my final thoughts here it it's already been an interesting year um with everything that has gone on uh it's politically socially what i want to say to people is if you have kids please cover them in prayer because they're they're because this year's already been crazy. We've had a crazy, um, it, I, I'll say since Barack Obama got elected, it's, it's gotten really crazy for whatever reasons. Um, not, not, not the fact that the man was an African-American. Um, but that's when you really started to see the world change in a bad way. Um, so cover your kids in prayer. Find Jesus. Please call him. That's all I got to say. And that was a great discussion today, boys. Appreciate it. Everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, please like, share, subscribe this if you really enjoyed it. If you want to make a donation to keep these uh, episodes and these weekly discussions rolling, uh, please message either one of us or the account at Black Friday NFS on every major platform. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.